Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to another episode of Mind of a Minority. So today we had a special guest by the name of DG, and of course, due to COVID nineteen, we couldn't really um, yeah, meet up with the host as yeah. usual. So, however, we did record it with the normal host, me Hashma. Okay. And Nabod, what's up, one? And the topic today was mainly. <laughs> the topic today was mainly about um, the charity that he started. Yeah, positivity this way, which focuses heavily on mental health. Um, and uh, we had obviously the impact of social media, um, uni life as well. Yeah, so we've decided to focus on these, and with and it, a little bit of, of a little bit of the COVID nineteen situation, how yeah. and how we can cope with it. So there's a variety of topics that have been covered in one episode. So we hope you guys enjoy it and tune in. So, assalamu alaikum guys. Um, we are here and joined with um, uh, Faye and Hashmat, all three hosts. And we'll be joined today with... A special guest. Okay, it's DG. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. No problem. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to have bro. you. Pleasure. Um, I've seen your charity as well a lot um, on Instagram. Alhamdulillah, like yeah, yeah. I know all the different kind of mental health and mm. uh, that you push. And inshallah, we'll be talking about that a lot more. Okay, no worries. Um, no worries. How you know how it possibly links into university life? Mm-hmm. You know, spiritual, uh, your mental yeah. health, physical health, and also if you have time, inshallah, social media and how. One, it helps to push such charities. So, like, you mm-hmm. can obviously promote anything good, but also how does it affect your spiritual life, your mental, and your physical again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we'll also, inshallah, go on to. But, yeah, if you could tell us more about yourself, inshallah. Okay, so I go by DG, which are my initials. My full name is Daniel Gul. Um, I'm from Pakistan, originally, uh, Lahore, to be specific. Um, currently, I'm study, studying business management. Don't really want to give the university away. You know? Yeah, no, that's cool. Just, it's a bit personal, a bit yeah, personal. Yeah, yeah, these social media a lot. <laughs> Some of them, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, man, I'm 20 years old, and that's that's about it, really. Alhamdulillah. Now, I'm also doing, what was it, Um, something along the lines of business. Uh, I'm into accounting and finance. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good one of my boys here as well, I think a lot, I know, I know a lot of them. Samir as well, he does business management. How are you finding that, by the way? Um, I'm in my first year, so it's like it's a yeah. big step from where I was before. Like, um, I was in sixth form, and just like the the intensity and stuff, it's a lot different. Um, because yeah. my sixth form was actually like connected to my secondary school, so um, you know, like it's it's always been a five minute walk for like you know seven years in a in a row, you know, and then right, right. now I'm to, now I'm having to um travel like sometimes up to an hour with how trains are and everything you know so it's a, it's a it's a big difference and everything it's just it's a bit difficult the course and whatnot like it's not something that I've had too much experience of before but I'm liking the challenge I can't lie to lie it's not been too bad and you know it's been a lot of um ups and downs obviously because of this lockdown and corona and stuff I didn't expect any All of right. this yeah. happening in my first year yeah so you know, it's okay though. It's all right. Yeah. Now, what was I gonna say? So you're also the business manager, right? You're doing four modules, right? Uh, so accounting, business, economics, and something like mathematics or quantitative, something yeah, like yeah, that, right? Quantitative is in there. Quantitative is in there. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say because every university, I think they offer like within your first year, you don't quite specifically go into everything. You mm-hmm. cover briefly like, each of those four. Yeah, yeah, like financial, quantitative <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, alhamdulillah, I think you'll find it okay. Um, yeah. First year, I was pressing a lot about it as well, but mm. when we got to second year, we were like, we just deeped, like, it was a lot easier than we thought it was. Yeah. We over it. Yeah, no, but they always make you feel like it's, um, it's proper serious and everything. Like, they, they get you shook in your first year so, like, you can, you know, fix up from early. So I understand it from the teacher's perspective. But, no, yeah. but when you say it's intense, do you think university is more intense than sixth form? I can't lie to you, in sixth form, like, me being there from year seven till year 11, I knew a lot of the teachers who I was obviously in lessons with. And, you know, a lot of it, you could get, like, extra support and, like, 
they basically spoon feed you in university is completely different like it'll be some teachers that don't communicate with you at all like you know you'll be trying to get um you know feedback on an essay or something and they'll leave it till like you know two days before your deadline and stuff like that but in sixth form my teachers and everything that was proper like supportive and that so you know it's it's a bit different in that way you know, I always think it. If I had the work ethic that I had in uh, college, I yeah. fully would be sorted for uni. For uni, yeah. But uni six fall off hard. Because yeah. like, from school to sixth form, it's massive. Like, GCSEs was like work. Yeah. And then you it's from the work. I've not really done that. Sometimes worse. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people that... Go on, go on. There's a lot of people that, when they go to sixth yeah. form, first, they get a lot of stress, like the workload. They have a lot to, lot to memorise. They're more independent. But mm. for you, you had it. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, for you, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was Alhamdulillah. Okay. In terms of the work and stuff, but the environment, I didn't really like it. Uni, um, the environment, I really enjoy it. I can't lie. Like, the people that I've met and stuff, Alhamdulillah, like, good brothers, I can't lie. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. I think, what was it, from uni as well, that's where I met mm. two of the boys here right now, yeah. uh, Faye and Asma. I met them both through... Uh, I think it was Ramadan period, and we were having Ramadan. We uh, were breaking the fast together at this big hall in uni. And subhanAllah, mm. from there, I met every single one of the boys that I chill with now. And it's like, the vibe is like, it's what you want it to be. The friendship groups are what you want it to be. It's no longer, you had to make do with what you had. That's why I feel like I had in uh, colleges and school. But yeah. alhamdulillah, university, you get That's a kind of truth that you want. That's good. Because in university, like... You know, it's so easy to fall into the wrong crowds and the wrong things because, you know, with, like, freshers and, like, you know, the girls and stuff like that. Like, there's so many distractions at university, you know, because everyone's an adult. They can do whatever they want to get it. So you need people, like, you need a, a good group that keep you focused. Like, you know, you need to be reminded of, like, your religion and, you know, stuff like what you came there for you came there to get a degree you didn't come here to you know party and things like that so you know it's always important to keep good people around you 100 percent. don't forget your roots yeah for sure for sure for sure with that inshallah we want to talk about how positivity this way came about mm. what is it about you know tell us and obviously okay. the business as well inshallah like how did that even come about Okay. What what impacted you to, to start a charity? Because a lot of people start a lot of things at a young age, like 19, 20, yeah, most yeah. people something with income and mm. to benefit themselves. What made you to start a charity? What influenced you? Um, what pushed me to do this is, um, you know, I just thought from the bad things that happened in my life, like negative moments and like difficulties and trials and things like that, things that I don't want to, you know, getting to detail about, but, you know, I, I kind of thought to myself, like, even at an early age, um, whenever I was kind of helping anybody, like, if I made them happy and whatnot, it would kind of distract me from problems that I was facing, you know, and I thought, these difficulties that I'm facing, why not use it to drive myself, why not use it to push myself to do better, to get it, so, I kind of used that energy that I was, you know, I was down with and I was hurt with to kind of turn it into something positive that could benefit, like, one, me and people around me. You get it? So I kind of just used it in the beginning as a release. Like, I was posting, like, reminders and quotes and stuff like that, things that I, that I could relate to firstly, in it, because it's all, firstly, for me, like, for me to benefit. And, you know, if other people can, then, you know, alhamdulillah, that's 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 great, isn't it? But, you know, that's how it kind of started. And then when it started to become a bit a bit more popular, people started to like what I was posting, could relate. Um, loads of people would be tagging me in this and that, loads of positive stuff. And like, um, it just became like a whole kind of uh, platform where I just share as much positivity as possible. So I thought to myself, you know, these people are clearly supporting me and whatnot, alhamdulillah, why not? use this platform to raise money through different charity links and you know collab with small charities and whatnot and, and small small things and go to these events and network and whatnot you know i thought let me just try to go on a journey and take people on a journey to towards making this like an official charity that i've not done yet but inshallah one day 
you know, but that's the plan. And I just... How did, um, just before we get into like how you managed to contact different mm-hmm. charities and possibly think about expanding into there. Yeah. Um, how did you even come about the name? Like, um, so Positivity This Way and... You obviously said that this was like a release in a way because yeah. um, a lot of like you know us as well like I think yeah. Robert Hashman himself he runs a page and mm-hmm. he reminded our first and foremost for himself as well yeah. like yeah, and kind of like when you help somebody mm-hmm. you kind of uh, it helps you in a way like it yeah. makes you happy to see somebody else it reminds me of the Ali Banat video mm-hmm. um, I think when the very first time he's his blessed with cancer video. Nice. Where he talked about was I uh, give everything up just for the smile of that of like a child oh, that gets food yeah, yeah and it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's like probably like when it comes to all this stuff like my number one inspiration you know Ali Vernon man that guy was amazing oh, beautiful soul man may Allah bless him yeah yeah well, like I remember like his video on <clears throat> like and, uh, his passing away video yeah that one. Like it was the fact that he he started the journey with everything, yeah. uh-huh. but by the end of it, he was so happy and blessed, and yeah. he's going away and he knows it. Like he goes, "This is my farewell message," and he's recording mm-hmm. the whole entire thing. He goes, "I've had support from everywhere," yeah. and I think one of his quotes was, "Give and um, Allah will surely replace it for you. Give in the way of Allah, and Allah will replace it for you, as if you never let like lost anything." Yeah. Sure, and Allah is like. If charity wise, mm. his impact on the ummah like it's been it's immense, a, and, and he was no one in a in a sense he was yeah. nobody but it's a simple a man. Guy, yeah. But yeah, inshallah. How did you settle on that name, uh, positivity this way? Um, there was there was not much thinking behind it to be honest. Like, um, I wouldn't be able to tell you where the name came from, where I was, nothing like that. It just was a thing where it was just, just I just thought it had a nice ring to it at the time. Because when I started it, it was, there was no kind of like goal to where I want to take it. Like it was just a place where people could come to you for positivity to get it. So yeah. I just thought like this way is where positivity is. And I started matching like putting words together and whatnot. And then it just had like a, had a nice ring to it. So then um, I put, PTW in the in the DP bit, you know it didn't have the logo that it does now, you know, and then obviously I just started improving as time went on. So it just everything just clicked about it, like because the name feels things like it was something that sort about like you took a while, yeah. but nah, nah. like it has a ring to it now, like it just makes yeah. sense, like the whole entire page is just. Even though you highlight all these different mental health challenges that everybody goes through, yeah. it's a positivity in a way. It's a good, it's a, it's a nice thing to know that all right, I'm not alone. Like there are a lot of other people that sure. through sure. it. I know it's not weird or abnormal that mm. I'm going through something or I don't feel the same as everybody else. That it's something that's going on and it's not just me being me in a way. That's a lie. Yeah, so Alhamdulillah, I think that is one of the like a really beautiful project that you've started at the moment, and you know, more love left to keep that going for you. I mean, I mean, um, I think regarding the charities, when did you come about thinking of pushing that towards charities, inshallah? Towards charities, I'd probably say about a year and a half ago when I first created the page on Instagram, it was the 2nd of February 2018, so we're in 2020 now, it's still fairly new. Um, you know, but when I first decided to make the journey towards like creating a charity and stuff was probably like last year, like early last year, you know, I wanted to get into that sort of work from seeing people like Ali Banat and stuff, you know, um, kind of just kind of shook me in a way to do better myself. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm fixed on this, this thought that I have to leave behind something that can benefit people even when I'm not here, you know, just like he did. Because I don't want to go my life just existing and not leave anything back for people to benefit from, you know. I want I want things to be able to gain me reward and good deeds and whatnot. When I'm in my grave, I want people to, like, talk about me in a positive way and whatnot. So I just thought to myself, why not create a charity, set it up properly, just, you know, try to push it as hard as I can. 
Yeah, 100%. I think nowadays, the, the like, current situation, how the world's going, you know, like the young generation, like the yeah. media, like social media, how it influences them, mm-hmm. like, they're chasing a lot of wrong stuff. Like, sure. All their input is just to get income. Like They're not trying yeah. to give more than they, than they take. Like, it's all about taking, not giving. So I feel like the charity is a very good idea for anyone starting off because 100%. it's all about giving more than you're taking. Yeah. It's not just about eating and eating and eating. It's about sharing. As, as Muslims... Yeah. Yeah. Anything. If you want to create a charity, you have to put, you know, most of everything that you get into it. Do you get it? So, you know, there's no kind of, like, gaining from it or, unless you do it the wrong way, which, you know, people should stay away from. So, yeah. One of, how, do you, how would you say, because I think one of the biggest problems in any uh, charity that you would start up or anybody that would start up would be... Yeah intentions and in any field subhanallah your intentions are always like you always have to check the data community mm. you know charities everything you have to okay. check your intentions because definitely, that's definitely. your foundation definitely so sure. how would you go about like keeping that in check you know intentions are a thing that's personal obviously between you and yeah. Allah no, nobody's ever gonna know anyone's intentions you get it but, 100 you know just from how I've been trying to push my thing. It's the money that I use to like, you know, buy like small things like business cards or like a hoodie with the logo on it. These are things that come out of my money, things, money that I make from, you know, other sources and whatnot. Yeah. So everything that like I earn and money that I have saved, I just put it into here, you know, to try and grow it. And um, making money when it comes to charity, most of it is just obviously through donations and you know you can sell like merchandise or whatnot and tell them tell your audience or whoever it is that's supporting you that this percentage or that percentage is going towards this charity i've done this in the past where i've sold um some hoodies and 10 percent of it went to um sarsok who work with islamic relief and they was doing a project in rohingya and that was an amazing project and has given money towards you know that charity and you obviously using the money that i was making and whatnot so obviously just save it put it back into this because obviously it's going to help me one day to push this forward you get it like yeah, for like events and stuff events you know them kind of things trying to set those up cost a lot of money you know so you need to do what you can to make that you know Definitely. outside of donations and whatnot Definitely. Another another topic linked to like intention and when you start something and then as it goes as it grows, people change some in some circumstances if you don't check yourself first as Nabad said. So yeah. what I wanted to ask was how has starting the charity mm-hmm. and of course you said nearly two years now, yeah. how has it impacted your iman? Has it increased? Has there been like a little dip? And what would you advise anyone else starting a project to maybe mm-hmm. um, keep in line? While, while growing and trying to maintain the process? Well, a man is always fluctuating, you know, it's up and down all the time. But I'd say from this charity alone, I feel like it brings me closer to Allah. You know, doing these things, it always brings me closer to Allah because Islam is all about positivity, you know. It's about bettering yourself. It's not just a religion. It's, it's a lifestyle, like they say, you know. So... Mm you know, sharing these positive things and helping charities and whatnot. Um, it reminds me of the the key like elements of Islam as well. So it's always keeping me grounded, like level-headed. And I'd say to people that are trying to start this kind of thing, you know, make sure that it's something that you actually want to do because, you know, a lot of people are going to question whether you're genuine or not. You have to make sure that, you know, you know yourself that you're doing it for Allah and nothing else to get it. And, you know, it's important to keep good people around you, like we mentioned earlier in this, you know, them people that remind you to pray, um, you know, support you, push your push your work and whatnot. And, you know, even when you feel like giving up, they lift you and tell you, you know, you're doing it for the right thing. Even if a couple of people benefit, you know, it's a, you've still benefited someone. You get it. You're still gonna get the reward. It's not about blowing and becoming massive and going on Ellen and these big shows and whatnot around the world. You know, it's not all about that. You get it. 
So, you know, alhamdulillah, man. Always. I think I agree with that a lot, especially, like, companionship, because yeah. me and uh, H and uh, Faye were talking about this, mm-hmm. I think, what, yesterday or the day before? Talking yeah. about, like, how important companionship is because sure. most times it's, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how sahih the hadith was, but um, I'm not sure if you saw it online as well on Twitter. I think it was Ask About Me. And I'm not sure how sahih yeah. the hadith was, but... Yeah, yeah, Ask About Me because when you're there and um, mm. you see, you know, like, oh, Allah, like, I used to pray with so-and-so, but I don't see them here. Yeah. And Allah would say, you know, go sure. pick anybody out and anybody else that I used to pray with you, go mm. pick them out. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how sahih the hadith is, but I'm not sure let's, say, let's say it was. Let's say um, it isn't, but mm-hmm. there's a chance that it was. Companionship mm-hmm. is so strong that it's the only thing that drives you. Even in the Quran, I think it's yeah. uh, the Quran that it just talks about like, oh, it was so-and-so that drove me away, ya Allah. It was so-and-so, mm-hmm. but on a day of judgment, you're only accountable yeah. for yourself. So yeah. why not find yourself with the people that keep pushing you, that keep driving you, that... Mm-hmm. You know, if say you go wrong, you know, Uthman ibn Af, uh, I think was, no, Umar, Umar, uh, he used to say, it's much more beloved to me, the person that criticizes me, than the person that tells me I'm doing uh, things right all the time. Yeah. You know, how else would I grow and how else would I ever get better if mm. everybody around me is telling me, yeah, you're doing really well, you're doing good, you're doing no good. Doing exactly. No one's telling me that I need to do this and I need to do that to get better, you know? For sure, for sure. You need people that keep you in check all the time. 100%. So with that, like, subhanAllah, it links quite well to, I think, social media with you saying that you had that yeah. collab with charities. Mm. Um, so we want to go into, like, social media regarding, one, how does it even affect a person? Because the impact on mental health yeah. itself, social media, is tremendous. Yeah, for sure. Second, it opens so many doors as well, on the other hand. For sure, for sure. So with that, let's focus first on the spiritual side of it inshallah like, i think like, before we go back into like the spiritual side i feel yeah. like uh, how you said it's not about blowing and your intention when yeah. having kind of charity and especially something that's benefit our people uh-huh. um, when you're doing this kind of stuff i don't think should, you know, people shouldn't focus on how big it gets or how yeah. much they get because um, of course it's, this is sahih bukhari um, yeah. and sahih Muslim as well mm-hmm. it says that guard yourself from hellfire even with half a day in charity yeah. So, I don't know. even if you cannot give anything, if you mm. can give half a day, and to us, yeah, quantity-wise, half a day, what yeah. kind of impact, what difference yeah. would it make? But for you as a person aiming to striving to go Jannah for Fardos, inshallah, or Jannah, yeah. inshallah, it's massive. Half a day is enough yeah. in the eyes of Allah, yeah. and if you cannot even give half a day, it says, then yeah. do it with kind words. So if you can't give anything, for you to just be nice to people, yeah. just being kind makes a big difference. I don't know. So many ways for us to win, man. It's crazy. Yeah, well, like, it's, like subhanAllah, it's the way that Allah has made it easy for us to gain the reward. Like, yeah. Shaitan has made it easy to fall into sin. Like, that's mm-hmm. the day, and it made it so easy, subhanAllah. Like, it's, yeah. everything around us is the right environment for sin. But you know what Especially they say, Shaitan works hard, but Allah works. But it need to work harder, but yeah. he's got, like, everything's there for you. If you yeah. follow the format, he's made it so if you easy. follow the, yeah. the structure that he's given you, then... Allah Alam, you know, you'll be here yeah. and afterwards, inshallah. Yeah. We've been like, created to enter Jannah, man. We just have to put the work in to get there. 100%. I think with, like, with Shaitan, he knows. <laughs> he's just, he's... <laughs> just moving the glass to the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think with Shaitan, it's the fact that <clears throat> he's yeah. known mankind before it was even created. He knew the jinn kind before the jinn, like, during the jinns as well. He knows like how they yeah. function and he knows how we function. His mm-hmm. arrogance led him astray and his ego led him astray. And I sure. think I read this like it wasn't long ago. I think yeah it was a reminder I saw on Twitter. Subhanallah literally just social media and how it benefits or spiritual. Yeah. I saw this reminder on Twitter and it goes, one of the two worst things that drive you further away from a deen aren't horrific sins. Because mm-hmm. okay, sins are bad, but subhanAllah, I think it was uh, Ibn Qayyim al Joji that said mm-hmm. it Anything that happens to a Muslim is good, even if it's a sin. How? Yeah. Because we know how Tawbah works. We know how forgiveness works and repentance yeah. works. Yeah. SubhanAllah, yeah. I can raise you in ranks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you don't sin, I'll replace you with a kind that will sin and that will ask repentance from you. You know? So yeah. the problem isn't that we sin and it's the fact that we always need to go back to him. 
Mm. But the reminder was quite beautiful. It was, I think it was arrogance um, and wealth or ego and wealth mm-hmm. because chasing pride and ch- uh, chasing wealth. When you're chasing wealth, I mean, a lot always told us, you know, to get the upper hand, it's better to be well off than, you know, asking for help. It's better to help than ask yeah. for help in this, yeah. uh, than help others out. Um, yeah. So, you know, but it's when you chase it excessively and you have this excessive hunger and you almost to a point where you start worshipping the money and forget about Allah, forget mm-hmm. that the rest comes from Allah. Mm-hmm. And your ego and your pride are one of the worst things. It's what led shaitan astray. It's what led shaitan to be disgraced until the day of judgment. You know, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said about those two words. Yeah. That could be more powerful than that. But yeah, with that, subhanAllah, like the spiritual side from social media, the gains are unbelievable. For sure. can be used, you know, it depends all on how you use it, to be honest. Because, you know, there's obviously a lot of fitna and, and wrong wrongdoings on the internet, you know, that you see pop up on your timeline and everything and you know, it's easy to fall into arguing and all these these negative situations, but depends on how you use it. It's who you follow, it's, you know, what you do on there, who you're messaging and whatnot. You know, this is a reminder for all of us, you know, it's not just us trying to be judgmental or anything like that, you know. This is, you know, if you want to benefit from it, if you want to benefit on a spiritual level, you need to watch what you're doing on social media because people think, it's this weird mentality that because it's on social media that in a way Allah cannot see it. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? SubhanAllah, so, I understand that mentality. Hmm. I'll never it's... understand. It's weird. So you need to watch like what you post and what you retweet because you know, if you pass away, which we all will, you don't wanna leave behind a social media platform or like anything negative on on like your feeds and whatnot that people are gonna see and then you're gonna get punished the same way when you leave behind good people are gonna benefit from it even when you're gone and you'll be rewarded for that so it works both sides you get it so you know we need to be careful man when it comes to social media yeah a lot of people underestimate the impact of social media especially your account Mm. like let's just say you have even two three hundred followers like four hundred doesn't matter maybe forget the thousands Two thousand mm-hmm. followers. Yeah. Each person of those followers, when they're going on their phone, they're gonna see what you're liking, retweeting, or what you're yeah. posting on Instagram, yeah, yeah. what you're sharing on Snapchat. Oh. So if you're putting something negative and you're underestimating that it was you, remember it was your finger, yeah. it was your hand that yeah. tapped your phone to yeah. get that post. That's harassing someone, putting another yeah. down, belittling someone's mm. um, progress. progress. All these little things that people do and. They don't realize that. You know how they say that in the day of judgment, your hand will speak against you. Uh-huh, for sure. If you're on social media platforms, yeah. delaying people's progress, judging yeah, people, and, yeah. and you know, all these little things, then or, re- or retweeting tweeting things that are not beneficial and instead yeah. will harm someone's iman, then yeah. that you will be held accountable for that. For sure, for sure. SubhanAllah. You know, it's touching up on what you said, yeah? Mm. I remember a couple of weeks ago, um, a new music video came out and I posted it and uh-huh. got quite a few likes and quite a few retweets on it yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm blown like I'm big now <laughs> but my brother in part, he, he advised me to delete it, innit? I love my body man bro like nah bro I've got likes I've got retweets bro I'm, bro, I'm cool now do you yeah. get me yeah. but now, like what you said scary if I, died, if I died right now mm. I'm accumulating because people are watching a vid that I posted I'm trying to win crazy i've made the mistake so many times as well man this ain't even me giving advice saying that i'm perfect i don't do these things but i'm just saying even as a reminder to myself we need to all you know watch what we do on social media man it's scary scary a lot it's really easy like you said it's almost like we forget yeah it's we forget man. another form of action it's another form of us communicate something to somebody just like yeah. i found in person me mm shouting and swearing and cussing somebody yeah what difference is it between me doing it in person and me typing it yeah like no it's still the same things i've still communicated something to somebody yeah. and i'm still get the sense for that yeah. and I, I was listening to this podcast freshly grounded i'm not sure if you watched it, it was uh, muslim bilal and he was on there i see i and see, see. About the fact that social media is like a room whatever mm. you see everybody will hear yeah 
Like, and I was thinking about that. And he went on to say, he goes, one of his uh, friends recently became a Muslim. They converted. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah, people are messaging him. Left Muslims are messaging him. Left, right, and center. Oh, you're Muslim now. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Oh, the, yeah. You know, you're having this, you're having that. Like, you don't understand a person's story. You don't, you just see one thing. Yeah. And you accumulate everything. And you start telling them. And, and he literally goes to Muslim Bilal two seconds later. He goes, after a while, um, I don't think this religion is for me. He fell in love with the religion, yeah. but Muslims take him away from the deen. Yeah. You know? it's the, yeah, like, it's the way you advise people as well, man. You have to be gentle in it because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what made them do that. You know, you need to be considerate of everyone's feelings because, you know, you, you can push them away from the religion, from how you try to... It might be advice to you, but it could come off as disrespect. So you need 100%. to watch how you advise people because... Even with me, sometimes like I've um, like tried to share Islamic reminders or whatnot, and then I've slipped up and I've done some wrong things, and then it it becomes like a timeline thing where like people were giving their inputs and say disrespectful things to me, and and most of the time I just ignore it. But it's it's like things like that. If they wasn't as uh, strong-minded as me as I am, you know, this person may have wanted to leave the religion or had doubts about the religion and you know but yeah man i heard i heard like quite a few like two things to add to that yeah someone goes i'm so happy i met islam i i found islam before i met a muslim yeah I'm thinking like subhanallah if, wow. if somebody was supposed to come to us right to mm. learn the religion would they look at me and be like yeah i like this religion or would they look at it and be like what is this Mm. Would they be the ones to tell me, aren't you a Muslim? Aren't you supposed to not do this and not do that? Or would they yeah. tell me, wow, you know what? This is a beautiful religion. You're gentle mm. in your speech. Sure. You're kind in the way that you, uh, you talk to others. You don't say anything just for the sake of saying. You know, yeah. even Jose, he said that it's a desire to look knowledgeable to others. So mm. even those people that are giving advice to say the new Muslims, to say somebody that they see slip up, mm. it's a desire for you to look better than that person. Yeah. Indeed. Like, sure. control that desire, control your nafis, because he also said, what's the difference between an animal who mm. doesn't have the ability to control his nafs and mm. a human? It's that exact thing, the ability to control your nafs. Yeah. So why enjoy yourself? Why yeah. not be able to control your desires? Why pull somebody else down for the sake of looking smarter? But on the day of judgment, all that it gets you is sins. Because, for example, an old man... Who, um, you know, whether he'd be allowed to kiss his wife or not during whilst fasting, you know, on the cheek or not, mm-hmm. permissible. Whereas a younger man might not be permissible for him because for an older man, he might not be worried of him like falling into, uh, you know, it's not even a sin because obviously that's your partner, right? But mm-hmm. in Ramadan, it's not allowed. It would invalidate your fast. But you get what I mean. For a younger man, for example, it might be a bit more of a problem mm-hmm. the way that the body works. You give different advice. One of them is the old man is yes, you may. Or a younger man, so no, it's different, different advice to different people, but the same problem, yeah. right? Sure, I, cannot, sure. I cannot judge Faye on the same eyes that I judge H. First of all, I shouldn't even be judging them, but I meant yeah. that, sorry, advice like the way advice I give to Faye would not be the same that I give to H, mm-hmm. right? Every yeah. single person you have to be sincere sure. about. That's what sure. actually was. He was really sincere and thoughtful, and he was quite smart in the way that he'd give advice, and that one. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you could just an ounce of that. And think about before who and what we're saying to others. And I think that's why social media is a problem. 100%, man. It's got a big beauty to it. And that's the fact that everything that I just spewed, that I just said, mm. came from social media. You know, yeah. came from me finding somebody sharing a link to a book and me For finding sure. reading that book. Sure. You know, you know, Hadith, Quran, like, got everything, man. It depends on how you use it. 100%. Mm. With that, what is the mental impact, would you say, of social media? Mental impact. Apps like Twitter, where, you know, you can make a mistake, like we said, and so many people can be onto you at the same time. Anyone can, you know, quote, tweet and reply. Like, it could come up all over your mentions and your DMs and whatnot. And even though people say just, you know, if you see negativity, just delete the app, but you know, why Why should they have to, to get it? Like, it's like in real life, if you see negativity, why should you have to just run away from it? 
why why is there that negativity there in the first place? Do you get it? So it's like on a mental on a mental one it's like again it depends on how you use it because if you're saying things that are harmful to others and you get into like disputes and bickering and all this backbiting and all these negative things that happen on the timeline and whatever app it is, it can it can get to you, you know, it can it can damage you when people say disrespectful things and try to expose you for this or that, you know, all these hate comments. Of course like it can get to you. But you know, um the people that you follow, the people that you interact with, they need to be people that, you know, are staying away from these things, people that advise you, like, say, if you was to say something harmful to another person, another Muslim, especially, let's say, your friend would DM you and say, bro, delete this, it's not worth it, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. this might, you know, harm, you know, the the journey to Jannah in a way, so, you know, you need those kind of people, but as a whole, I feel like social media, mentally, I think that it can be a very negative place and I feel like the positivity is is you know it's it's not as much on these apps like Snapchat and Instagram where you know there's so much fitna and there's so much negativity going on with with you know you just it's the negative stuff that blows more than the positive stuff so I'd say on yeah, social honestly, media. Imagine that new friend, um this you question mark and then yeah, somebody yeah. Goes, yeah. You know, spying. Spying is yeah. forbid that. Don't yeah. spy on another brother. Muhammad yeah. forbid that. Of you spy on another brother of yours. That's yeah. not like even in the past when I've tweeted something just stupid, like it gets a it gets a dumb number of likes. But then when I'm trying to share, like you know, guys, um, check out this link to donate to this and that, everyone's silent. It's like <laughs> it does it doesn't make any sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know, what I think it is. I feel like it's. It's an image. Everyone's trying to project an image online, right? And nobody wants to be seen as... I don't know this term, right? And I'm not sure if this is a thing, but mm. I feel like it's, you don't want to look too Islamic for a reason. Yeah. You don't want to look too Islamic for a reason. You don't want to retweet Islamic stuff too much. You just want yeah. to tweet funny stuff. Bro, who's going to go on your timeline? Yeah. It's your timeline. Yeah. Like, you see what you retweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care about your timeline, your personal timeline. I just see what you put on my timeline. Yeah. Right. So I don't put something beneficial on my timeline, even if you're spamming the timeline. Like, yeah, for sure. it's, um, with that, right? The the mental one where you said like it could impact you a lot. Regarding yeah. like when somebody does that one slip up, yeah, two yeah. sides to the story. Mm-hmm. One is handle it with grace. In a way, if you were wrong, and all of these people are jumping on the bandwagon, first of all, which they shouldn't, jumping on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. coming for somebody's <clears throat> neck. Yeah. Have the have the grace to admit you was wrong. And move on from it, inshallah. Yeah. Don't let you know. I think like we cover up Twitter, especially when mm-hmm. we see the negative any uh, like comments. We just say, ah, yeah. oh, go somewhere else if it's hurting you. It's just yeah. Twitter. Like yeah. I feel like it's a big excuse right now is yeah. it's Twitter. Yeah, focus on but, yourself. Um, mind your mind your business. These things. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I feel like it's one like one. If you messed up, handle it with grace. You don't owe nobody apology. Yeah, but it's sure. Twitter. To clear your conscience in a way, you don't want on the day of judgment people saying this person hurt me and that person hurt me, because at the end of the day, that's where we're all going. That's mm-hmm. where you know. At the end of the day, that's where we'll end up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the other side is like if you want to advise somebody, it's mm-hmm. advise them personally, sincerely. Mm-hmm. But then you also have this problem of right. If I'm gonna message somebody telling them don't do this or delete this, brother, I care no, about it's you. The mentality. No, 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 it's the like, mentality where you feel like, oh, someone's done it in public, so now let me draw them out in public. Yeah. The first like, you draw them out, it's not going to make them feel like, yeah, let me delete it. Whereas yeah. in so many cases, people have, people have made a mistake or they've said something that wasn't right. If you PM yeah. them, you know what, yeah, I'll tell mm-hmm. you now, it's gonna, if I if I was to this, bring awareness to it, it will, it will uh, negative it will, like, negative impacts on you and your future. So just delete it. People will delete it. If you go on a timeline, for example, and then try to draw them out or make them feel bad about some a mistake, humans we make mistakes every day in in and out. So why who are we to just like judge someone based on a tweet of their opinion? Maybe even if it's wrong. Yeah. If, 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 to sincerely advice, yeah, rather than doing what you want for the likes and a re- <sighs> clout is so dangerous. Like, oh, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. Okay, you've never been wrong in your life. Yeah, hundred. 
what is it? It's mm. like that mentality of, oh, I want to be first to expose this guy. I want to be first yeah. to let the timeline know that this guy is wrong. And yeah, it's full of sheep as well. Like if they see one person exposing this person, you know, this, you go there and you give your story and you quote tweet it saying, oh, I knew this person was like this. Like you start retweeting it, sharing it to your GCs and whatnot. It's just, it gets no, really you know, sometimes. Sometimes where there's people, they like um, they say things that are very inappropriate. For example, yeah, yeah. Um, mar- remarks about our Muslim sisters and all, yeah, all yeah. these, and even if you PM them, they'll air it or X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, so yeah, there are times where you should yeah, address it to clear up the air. Like, no, this is not how yeah. it is. X, Y, and yeah, Z. But if you're doing sure. it purely for the sake of showing that you're Einstein, but that's after you've and taken someone a step else's. To, yeah, yeah, that's after you've taken a step to privately message them and they completely ignore it then as well. Yeah. Then kindly tell them in public and if they still reject it then that's when you can obviously take the matter like I for think sure, sure. I respect brothers that even that even that I don't have the knowledge to say how you go about it that I, so, personally I respect brothers or sisters who that or people in general who just stand up to ignorance and like total yeah, I respect it too non, if, like nonsense by my language yeah comments yeah. for example someone's faith if I'm yeah. a Muslim I'm not gonna take my time out and go and attack Christianity just, just yeah. for example, if I'm a, yeah. you know, why am I taking my time out just to, based on what I've seen on YouTube, for example, you know yeah. the YouTube people are like one-sided, so they think, yeah. yeah, I know everything, so now I'm going to go on the, for example, my social media and I'm going to portray this, that that what I believe is true when it's not, you haven't heard the other side of the story, so yeah. a lot of people stop watching YouTube videos, start reading, knowledge of, but like, even then, increase your knowledge, knowledge and then, videos on YouTube, but it's just about, no, 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 finding yeah, yeah. the right ones, the right ones, you. not the ones that are just, attacking people, it's about, yeah. it's about knowledge, 100%. the more knowledge, the better, but, um, another thing I want to say, about social media was, mm-hmm. the root of evil, what yeah. I mean by that is, you know a lot of brothers, a lot of sisters, but like people in general, they're, they, they mind fools, and they yeah. fall into temptation, and they fall into sin, through social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. that, as we all know, like Twitter is open to a lot of stuff, and where even if you're going to Instagram, Instagram feed, you'll see a lot of stuff, and there's a increase in a lot of temptations in social media. Yeah. So, many, many. I, an advice I'll give to myself first, and to everyone here, and to people that will yeah. listen is cut off the cause of the evil. So, if you yeah. know going to social media, for example, Twitter, if you yeah. know you're going to see stuff that are going to tempt you, or stuff that are going to play with your mind. Mm. Then don't don't cut those off. Yeah, mute them, block them, lock, lock them up, or use less time on them. Don't be at, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't be and, a slave to the media, and, like social media. Yeah, like, social media was created for people to use it, not for social media to use people. But that's how it's become nowadays. 100%. It's using people. We're not using it, and that leads to our point of why so many people are lost. If, mm. So you know, back in like in the past, you know, about mm. people won't have their neighbors. So mm-hmm. the opinions came on how the neighbors were. So if their neighbors were good Muslims, when I say neighbor, I mean your neighborhood. Like your yeah, 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 yeah. If your neighborhood were good Muslims, yeah. you'd be a good Muslim. Mm-hmm. If your neighborhood believed in God, you believe in God in most cases. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nowadays, yeah. you go on social media, it's atheists, not, mm-hmm. not to attack their faith. Everyone has their own faith. But I'm saying yeah. if you're a strong Muslim or if you're a strong Christian, if you're yeah. going on social media and you're, seeing, you're open to all these views, you're if you're not now. firm, Upon your belief and what you yeah. believe, you'll yeah. be exposed, and that will harm your thought process. You think you start questioning everything. Yes, yeah. question everything. But a lot of people, when they're exposed to so much opinion and, you know what I'm saying, mm. like X, Y, and Z, they tend yeah. to fall out of the right path. 100%. 100 Really, before you start to. Understand your religion. Yeah, before you start to explore what other people's opinions are, yeah. first know what you believe. Be firm upon what you believe because you know what? That's the main cause of people being depressed, people mm-hmm. not knowing their cause, people not knowing who they are. Yeah. Because they have opinion, they lost themselves. 100%. Need to know your purpose, man. Um, with that one, I want to talk about um, uni life, inshallah. Like, again, because yeah. uh, we're kind of focusing this on, you know, mentals and your yeah. spiritual, because it's quite like that's the focus of your charity as well, inshallah. But yeah. we want to about um university life as well how does that impact someone's mental health and how does some that impact you know what, like, yeah. your spiritual and social before we go back to uni, uni life yeah. talk about mental health and spiritual yeah, yeah. I think due to the circumstances where everyone is in right now i think it's yeah. the best to ask what dg thinks about 
and how he's coping with the with the stresses of you know COVID nineteen, not being able to go out, not interacting oh, yeah, with yeah. family, immediate family, not being able to interact with your friends. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like get away from all the uni stress or life stress. Example, like going out with your friends to have a meal makes a big difference. You know, hundred once yeah. a week or twice a week. For so sure. what are you doing that, or what are you? What's your thought on on tackling mental health or X, Y, and Z due to the crisis? I just think it's it's important that we understand that this whole lockdown and the circumstances that we're in, it's not anyone's fault. It's not any of our fault, first and foremost. You know, um, this, we couldn't have stopped this in any way. And um, obviously the routine disruption is, is, is a bit daunting, you know. It's like it came out of nowhere, you know. You don't know what to expect. Kind of like when, in the beginning, where there was so much panic and the numbers were going crazy and everything, like, you know, it was it was kind of scary. Like we didn't know what was gonna happen, but I'd say now, um, you know, because of Ramadan and everything, I've calmed down a bit. You know, spending more time obviously with the family that are in my home because on regular days we're all distracted by you know uni and work and you know my mum's here or this and that. You know, we can't really spend time together because there'll be days where I'll go to uni early and I'll get home like really late and then straight into bed everyone's sleeping everyone's yeah. coming work at these times and that time and now to see like even just to see family walking around the house it's like alhamdulillah man i i forgot about these blessings that i have sometimes i forgot you know i can go sit with my brother or i can go sit with my mom and help her with this or help her with that do you get what i'm saying yeah. so you know in a way it's a blessing because you know every everything's a blessing even the difficult moments because you know it's a test from allah you know he's 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 He's, he's asking you, like, come to me, you know, turn to me, you know, in this difficult moment. He's, it's, it's a test for you, like, are you going to get closer to him or are you going to stray even further? So, you know, trying to pray on time, um, obviously read Quran and all these things. These are the things that, you know, keep me, you know, staying mentally. And obviously still talking to them and them, checking up on them, you know, going on pro clubs and whatnot, playing with them, it helps a lot. Because, you know, we'd, we'd go football all the time every week. So it's like, you know, all that banner and everything, things that, like, make you smile, make you laugh, that's, like, kind of missing. So you need to make up with it, make up for it in, in some ways. Or, you know, we mainly use, like, FIFA and, you know, video calls and stuff like that to, you know, kind of kind of ca- catch up with what's going on in each other's lives. And, you know, just making sure that you don't, you know, hide away, like go in your room and um, stay to yourself, you know, talk to people because everybody needs, you know, an extra bit of support, even especially those people that live in, um, you know, broken homes and, you know, abusive homes and things like that. You know, they need, they need you. You don't know what your friends are going through. They may be in a really difficult situation. So it's important that you check up on them and, you know, talk to your friends because you might need that support. You know, you may have been using them, whether it was at uni or, you know, when you go out for a meal to talk about things that were bothering you at home. So, you know, make sure that you, you know, keep in touch with people that, you know, make you feel better and feel good about yourself because, you know, it's a, it's, it can get really difficult if you just spend all this time alone. You know, it can it can do some really damaging things to you. So, you know, that's probably what I'd say has been helping me, the advice I've got for other people. Um, I want to ask you, so obviously there's a lot of reverts out there. And yeah, yeah. They're gonna yeah. have to clean doors, right? Yeah. So, what advice would you give them for Ramadan, like indoors with, with their families that are not reverts? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. What would you? What advice would you give? Firstly, like may Allah make it easier for them because it's it's a very difficult situation to be in when you're trying to practice a faith that you know you're in love with and something that's giving you peace and everything when it's you know not been locked down. You know, you go and chill with your new Muslim friends, you know, go to the masjid, and, you know, things like that that keep you happy and keep you going and keep you excited about Islam and, and, and praying and whatnot. But when you're at home, like, you're having to kind of, like, hide your religion from your family, you know. My, my best advice would be to, if you have Muslim friends, keep, keep in touch with them, man. And to the Muslim friends that have reverb friends, keep in touch with them, ask them, 
how their fasts are going, check up on them. Like, do they know how to pray? Do they know how to make wudu? You know, have conversations about them. And, you know, mainly I'd say just make dua for them because we can't talk on a situation like that because we will never know what it's like being born Muslim. Do you get it? Like these, these like revert stories where they'll, they'll have to go and pray like in a bathroom and whatnot. Like their parents like threatened to kick them out for, you know, leaving their religion that they were before. It's a very different, difficult situation. So I don't, I don't feel that, feel that I'm the, you know, right kind of person to kind of give that advice that would help them. But I just say that, you know, they, it's, it's very difficult. Like they need to stay strong through this time, and you know, just keep in touch with those people that, you know, remind you that it's gonna get easier and things like that. Remind you of how beautiful Islam is. You know, the brotherhood, and you know. It's difficult because we can't see each other. You can't, you can't go there and help them. So it's a very difficult situation, man. I think um, my my advice. I mean, like you said, like and I and I appreciate someone like that a lot. Like if yeah. you don't have, like for example, we do, we really don't have the knowledge to advise somebody like that. We weren't sure. born. Um, uh, we were born a Muslim. Alhamdulillah, like that's one of the biggest. We won't understand what someone like say, for example, would be going through when he's at home. Mm. However. The most simple advice that I can I can give, and okay, it would be okay. one of the easiest things I think to implement, inshallah, is to learn and listen to podcasts. For example, there's this uh, podcast that I listen to, Qalam Institute. It's based in okay. Texas, and mm-hmm. like the way they cover like the stories and the seerah and uh, other prophets' yeah. lives, it's amazing. So, for example, okay. I would listen to just put your AirPods in, put your headphones in, and you know, don't don't ignore your parents because one thing you always have is the rights of parents, and that's always on you, even if they're not Muslims. Yeah. Uh, so you can't ignore them and shut them off and do that, regardless yeah. of how bad they are to you. Uh, yeah. Have that right they have to give them. But you know. for example, just yeah. you know, put one headphone in and yeah. listen to the Prophet of Yusuf salam mm. uh, that was stranded and uh, you know turned uh, his home family turned his back on him or mm. no. Um, uh, I think what was the prophet? I've forgotten his name. The one that was stuck in the belly of the whale. It was a Yunus. I think it was yeah, Prophet Yunus alayhi salam, and you know he was stuck and it was all alone and he was in there. Yusuf yeah. alayhi salam stuck in the well. Yeah, it was it was this. I think it's the quote, or I don't know if it's from the uh, from the Quran, but it's the it's the quote that goes something like, "Even in the belly of the whale, there was hope." So for sure, listening to stories about the prophets and stuff, that would definitely give them hope. Yeah. So I think something like that, inshallah, mm-hmm. won't inshallah. will only make it easier because the only way you can get through something is understanding mm-hmm. your situation. Like to kind of for those that are mentally stable, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. self pity and self sorrow only get you worse and worse. Yeah. There are others that have no control over that, and that's what they just fall into. Yeah. And like I, I personally have never been through that, and I thank Allah. I've had periods and phases of it, and yeah. I've had my own coping mechanisms. Yeah, but yeah. those that kind of you know have no control over it, my advice is you know for those stories that do have control over it, don't self pity, yeah. don't or try to understand your situation, that there were prophets that went through something similar. Even the companions' uh, uh, stories, you know, may Allah be, uh, have mercy on them as well, because their, yeah. their stories as well were amazing. We have Bilal yeah. uh, Bil- that suffered so much. Uh, he, yeah. he suffered yeah. so much. Yeah. And then you have so many other Sahabas as well that we can take as examples. Um, but yeah, with that, as we're approaching... Uh, 50 well we're nearly approaching an hour i want mm. to just quickly wrap up on the university mental and spiritual side of it yeah. if you want to if delve into that for us a bit university like before going into it i was you know apprehensive about you know the course i was picking and like you know going to like the open day and seeing how big the place is compared to where i was going because in sixth form um it was a very tight environment, like, you know, it was just, you was in the same kind of block the whole day to get it. Like, it was, everything was close together, like, classrooms were, like, next door to each other, like, it was very small. And I'm going to university where it's just massive, like, you've got, you've got to walk from, like, this 
all the way across the hair, like it's, it's crazy. It's like you're in a in a in a massive museum. You don't know where to go to get it. Yeah. It's just like so 15, like, 20 minutes to get from one side to the other side. Yeah. Sometimes like I'll I'll get late to my classes just from trying to get there. On campus, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So like that's a bit daunting, you know. Um, and obviously like because I was going to university, not knowing like anybody going there, like even at my sixth form, I didn't really have friends there, all my friends were like outside of um, sixth form. So like going to university, um, you know, no friends there, nothing. Like I didn't even know anyone from social media that was going there. So it was just like a complete brand new, fresh start. You know, don't know, no teachers, nothing. Like everything is just, you know, Daniel, you've got to be independent now sort of thing. So it was, it was kind of scary in the beginning, but through like, you know, societies are important. I think they're important, you know, because things like Islamic society and, you know, um, my friend, he, he started the Somali society and I have loads of like Somali friends that I talk to now and, and Muslim brothers, people that, you know, are good energy, good people to keep around me. So, you know, they kind of helped me to settle in quickly. That That helped me to, you know, get rid of the, you know, that anxiety about, you know, Am I going to make friends? Am I Am I going to, you know, am I going to do well? Like, is this the place for me? But now, like, looking back, like, it's worked out perfectly. Alhamdulillah, like, you know, I've met the right people and everything. So mentally, it's been okay. But obviously, the workload and stuff like that is a, it's a bit draining. But, you know, through prayer and prayer, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, what was it? The ITOC ones, the Islamic societies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, a big one. That's a big, big one. Oh. Like, no matter what you've heard about your ISOC, like I heard mm. some stuff regarding my ISOC. Oh, there's this and there's that involved. Oh, don't oh, go into. Yeah. I can't lie. I just had. I started like one time. I wasn't even going to for that. I went to this yeah. event. I was talking about parents in Islam and death. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. Met a couple of brothers. I uh, got close to like one of them or two of them. Met a course mate. I was like, calm, nice. I still mm. wasn't chilling with anybody like that. I was just, you know, yeah. right myself just to myself mm-hmm. and then comes Ramadan time and guys are like do you want to break fast with us I'm like where yeah. like on campus I'm like what he's like yeah on campus they bring food and stuff I'm like wait say sweat I'm like come I'll come through I'll come through and all of a sudden 10 minutes in and we're laughing we're joking yeah. I just knew everyone for like a good month or so and I ain't seen them for a while I yeah. it was crazy subhanallah the way yeah. I connected with brother, literally the way yeah. I completed is like and then give it two days, yeah. I decided I was staying with Faith. Like two days in, and I was like, "Cool, oh, I found my roommate." Yeah. Well, in terms of um, like hearing stuff about your eyes talk or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes like, what you need to, people need to understand that listen to this start maybe going to university soon and not thinking to interact because of a few rumors they've heard. Yeah, yeah. You don't interact with the eyes talk for the sake of the people or the eyes talk. We do yeah. it for Islam, for spreading yeah. the message the one message sure. spreading the truth and you might think oh what's my presence going to do but the bigger the ISO grows the more yeah. people that following years the more people that yeah. come they yeah. may be safe from a lot of things because a lot of people you know what I'm saying first year they're out yeah. there they're doing a lot of stuff they're doing the yeah. most actually like yeah. in terms of activities social you know what I'm saying so if there's an ISO established and there's not that childish rumors going around, mm-hmm. it will save the future generations that are yet to come. It encourages them because it encourages them to stay firm and to yeah. not get put astray. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting put astray because, like we said earlier, it's part of the journey. Yeah. But the ISOC is very important. Very important. Like even some of the friends I have, the some of the close ones, they are like actually the people that help run the ISOC. Some of them give like talks and whatnot at events and you know their recitations are amazing around about it like they remind me to pray all the time we've got a little prayer room there as well so you know it's, it's always good vibes like uh between like classes sometimes i'll just go to the prayer room sit there like open up a book on the shelf like that has the translations and hadiths and whatnot um, stories about the prophet like i'll just sit there like some people even go there to just nap between like Dohar and Asr. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Nice, man. It's good vibes. Like everyone's always smiling. Like, you know, you meet people from all around the world. There, it's like, you know, nobody's got any arrogance when you step into that prayer room. It's just, you know, it gives you so much peace knowing that you're at uni and you can 
could find people like that. Do you get it? Like hundred percent. I thought, yeah, Allah. Um, I thought, um, regarding like any rumors that you've even heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even heard rumors about myself. It's first of all, it ties to every story, and that's one thing you know. Like, well, when somebody says something about you, just know that you haven't heard my story. Like, that's all thing in it. Regarding like any ISO, let's say you've heard the maddest stuff, yeah. Go, go to an event. You'll make. Let's say you make one friend, yeah? yeah. That friend might be enough. That that friend might be all you need. Yeah. You go there, you find like-minded people. Yeah. Say he does the maddest on the side. Are you telling me that you never done the maddest on the side? Are you te- even if you didn't, can you not understand that people do fall into sin? That people yeah, have sure. things happen, and you don't just shut them out of society. You mm. encourage them back in because yeah. it's not the people that are on dean that need to be yeah. encouraged. It's the people that are struggling with their their DNA. Sure, sure. They think that, like, because you hang around, like, and go to these Islamic society events, that you're, like, pious and, like, you're the perfect person, you're the perfect Muslim. But the thing is, these people are going there to get close to Allah. They're they're still sinning. They're not denying that. They're going there to, like, fix these problems that they have. They're going there to get advice and whatnot. So, like, there's been situations where, like, I've, I've gone to Islamic society events and, you know, the, the next week I'll, I'll be, you know, doing something that's not so, like, typical of a, of a Muslim and people will start judging and being like, you know, isn't that that boy, that's the ISOC boy and whatnot? Yeah, why, yeah, yeah. Yeah. why is he here with these people? And that, it's like so much, you know, so many judgmental people, like, they don't understand your journey before they make their comments. And you hear it from, like, brothers in the ISOC and they tell you, like, brother to brother, this is what people are saying about you. It's just like, whoa, like I came here to fix my deed and people are judging me for being here as well. Do you get it? 100%. It goes right back to the beginning. Like, how yeah. you, how you, like, don't even judge, let alone how you give advice, like, rumors, sure. backbiting and slander. Like, that's 100%. Bad. It's, you need to seek that person's forgiveness, basically. Mm. Ooh, I think Allah forgives you. It's yeah. bad, but it's the fact that. When you uh, when you are in these, um, you fall into something, right? But you mm-hmm. went on the Islamic event, and then you went back yeah. on it, and then you go back on this yeah. is like sin. If you're finding that one thing, if you're finding that this person is good for five days or four days after they've came to this event, then you know it's working for them. If they're not falling into the same sin every day, if they're falling to the sins a week later, if they're falling to the sin two weeks later, then you find that yeah, this because, is working for them. Because think about it, you know, that we all know that the devil. Shaitan, it works slowly on people. Like, it doesn't just come one day and say, oh, let's go do that. Mm. It, it, like, it knots it in, it threads it into you one, like, one thread at a time to a point where you wash yourself or, like, you fall to that sin you permanently. You permanently, yeah. if you know what I'm going to say, like, it's a process yeah, yeah, that you yeah. it's, it's a process it takes for that person to become that person, mm. it, like, for him to be soft to that sin. Yeah. Same way, the person's coming to the ISOC and you still see them outside doing what they're doing, that's yeah. just because they're gonna get to it. Yeah, it's just right. about making the making yourself firmer upon the religion. Not yeah. to we're not there to judge people. We're yeah. not there to be perfect. No one is perfect. Everyone does their own stuff. Even if yeah. even if the person that we look up to, they still fall into sin. We just don't know about it. Definitely, I feel like those comments a lot of the time. It's like people make them comments because inside, like I'm not saying hundred percent of the time, but I feel like some of the time. It's these people make them comments because they look at themselves and they feel embarrassed that, you know, why aren't they doing them things? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, why aren't they going to these events? Why aren't they trying to find friends that bring them closer to Islam? Why are they hanging around with these people? So it's kind of like more projection, do you get what I'm saying, than judgment. Yeah, I, I like, I always struggle. Like, I can't lie, I struggle to understand mm-hmm. the reasoning behind judging and thinking like you know that person because... Mm-hmm. It's incredibly dangerous in the sense that your judgment and your speech about that person is only going to, if, depending on the person's strength, like you said right at the beginning, if they don't yeah. have the mental strength and the spiritual strength, this might yeah. just drive them further away f- from their dean. And who's responsible? Scary, scary, man. It's like people, if they, people need to read upon the religion and find out like the consequences of like the way you use your tongue, like what you say, like it can it can literally be the difference between you entering Jannah or not, man, subhanAllah. So you need to always watch what you're saying to people, man, for sure. Like even if it's just slight comments like, 
or why is that brother doing this or doing that, you know, them little things can play with their heads, you know, it can start filling their minds with doubt and, you know, push them further away and don't, they might feel like, you know, like if they wasn't, alhamdulillah, like as strong-minded as me, like in that sense, you know, they may have seen those those small comments and stuff as like, what, you're judging me and I'm trying to do better. Now I'm going to go back to my old ways now. I'm going to do even worse. Like they might completely fall off and just go completely off the rails. You get it? So mm-hmm. Allah, he like, you don't want to be responsible for that because Allah will question you for it. You're not going to be very talented. We're putting it into perspective, right? If yeah. I was to tell you that there's a brother that I know that is this like, like extremely close to accepting yeah. Islam, yeah. everyone's going to rush to this person. Everyone's going to want yeah. the reward from converting, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. why are you not keeping the same energy when this person might be, you know, this close, like extremely close yeah. to them uh, leaving yeah. Islam because of your speech? If you say yeah. one more thing that drives them further away from Islam and it's your yeah. speech, why won't you be more careful of your tongue? By perspective, you're really keen to bring this guy into Islam, but you don't give the same energy to a guy that might just be leaving Islam because of your yeah. speech as well. There's actually a quote on this. I'm not sure if it was on if it was from Twitter or like where I've seen it, but it said something like, You can be born a Muslim and still find Islam again. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Like people need to realise that like it's it's not about like you know, just reverting and you get close to Allah that way. You can be born a Muslim and, you know, fall off and then get back on your feet and try to find the deen again, you know? It's, I agree with that 100%. Because I think A-level a level period, bro, I mm. was ready to drop everything. I, I stopped revising, I stopped everything, mm. and I was trying yeah. to find out, okay, is Islam the truth? Is Islam the one for me? So yeah. Judaism, Christianity, Islam. Nah, nah, Islam is the yeah. one in it. And now I just, I just realised it was a matter of understanding it. A matter yeah. of whether I understand my religion, because if I'm having yeah. that, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. But yeah, hundred percent, I agree with that. Like quote, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, it's been an amazing discussion. I've highly enjoyed it, and it's been yeah. a pleasure to have you on. Nah, my pleasure, bro. Thank you for having me on. May, uh, may Allah amazing. accept all our sincere actions. May Allah accept all our duas. May Allah accept. May Allah, may Allah grant us the advice that we're given and implement in our own lives. Um, May Allah help all the people that are struggling in Ramadan, whether it be for shelter, whether it be for a hot meal, whether it be for clothes. May Allah bless us all in our actions and make us sincere again, once again. Um, Thank you for joining us, brother, DG. No problem, bro. Anytime, man. Hope to have you on whenever again. 100%. Uh, if you want to jump on, drop a message, inshallah. I'd be more than happy to have you on again. Inshallah, I got you, bro. No worries. If you guys need any help with anything, like uh, I remember you saying in this about your uh, charity page or reminder page or whatnot, just tweet it to me, DM anything. Like I'll give you my socials if you want, if you don't have it already. You know, anything that you need, any support, you want to push a charity link, like even if it's for a friend, I got you, inshallah, man. Just let me know. Man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I reward you. And- Likewise, if we could do anything for you in the future, just know we got you, man. We're here. No worries, bro. I got you. I got you, inshallah. Yeah, well, May Allah reward you and uh, you know keep growing your charity and your um, your page as well, inshallah. May it grow further and others as well. And may Allah always keep your intentions pure as well. Um, and Jazakallah, uh, bro. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, bro. I got you.